Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Second Estate, where we have moved our search for Raven Simone's mohawk forward a few years to the set of Raven's Home, the That's So Raven reboot, um, where the mohawk was suspiciously missing. So, oh my God, I forgot there was a fucking Raven yeah, reboot. Yeah, there. So, and the mohawk wasn't wow. there. So, we're, we'll have an okay. update for you. Uh, next week about that anyway as always we're your hosts i'm sarah bayer i'm hannah seymour and in today's episode we're discussing the recent news that jamie spears i.e britney's dad has agreed to step down as conservator of britney's estate um the tumblr strike that happened earlier this month to boycott a new paywall feature that they're um, releasing on the website and finally deep diving into lord's new interview with the new york times ahead of her album launch in four yeah. days I just wanted to, if anyone's watching this episode of the podcast, I have a mark between my eyebrows and it looks like I'm frowning all the time. I'm not. It's just, um, there's some, I, I, noticed, I think I've been tagged by a cult. There. Oh, maybe it's the first shot of the visor. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's the, my 5 G. The 5 G's yeah. kind of like coming out physically on your I'm, face. I'm going to be like, um. The Marvel guy that shoots the beam out of the middle of his head. Right. Have you found that your um, your reception on your phone's been better since you got? Yeah. The job? Yeah, right. I have. Well, then um, that could be. It. it could be it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, that's probably definitely. I heard Pfizer actually gets you better reception than AstraZeneca. Uh, yet another reason why. People yeah, another avoid reason why it's the preferred preferred. Um, for young people. Vaccine, vaccine for, young for young people. Yeah, that's true, yeah. actually, because of yeah. brain reception. I, I think my brain is like on a slow motion today. It's okay. Hi, <laughs> I. I think we're living, it's days like today where I feel like we're actually living in a, it's a fake reality. Like, I mm. feel like we're in the Matrix. Um, or Definitely. Perhaps um, the Truman Show. The Truman Show, yeah, like this is not the real world. Or maybe, yeah. you know, I, I could be a solipsist. Um, solipsism a sol is when you believe that every existence and everything is just a figment of your imagination. Yeah. At this so, point, I would buy that. Yeah, so would I. Because uh, for those who don't know, Victoria's just gone into where we live, stricter lockdown, which is why we're not together anymore, because I don't think even we can justify um, filling out a permitted worker's permit mm. to do this podcast so yeah. um we're just doing it from home zoom again and we know that we're super high energy in these ones and everybody loves listening to them because we're just yeah. so into it so the audio is better oh, um we look on, better we're we look, on enjoying right. each other's company yeah yeah it's really life it's feeling bleak at the moment mm -hmm. um Feels like well, it feels like there's this file. This is going to be so depressing, but it yeah. feels like there's like nothing to look forward to because yeah. who knows when and if anything that we look forward to is going to happen. Yeah, holidays you plan might not happen because you need to mm. reschedule them, and then like yeah, who and knows not just when like be. not just like a good holiday, like bad holidays, like holidays to like random regional areas of the state where you yeah. don't really care for, you can't even do right, or just you know like 
just fucking going to the pub, like anything yeah. where you're like, oh, I've got so-and-so's birthday. Shout yeah, out to no, Eddie, no, no. who will be listening. It's Eddie's oh, yeah. birthday in, I think, like Next 10 days. Maybe or something. Yeah. yeah. So we were meant to have his birthday. So that's obviously not going to happen, which is, these are such minor problems, but I it know, really but does weaken it tells, spirit. <laughs> weaken the spirit. It tears yeah. you down a bit when it, you mm. every time you think life is getting back to normal, this happens. And also, obviously, because there are so many parts of the world that are not in lockdown. Yeah. And who are just riding the wave, the Which COVID is not, Delta wave. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if that's the better option, but sometimes no, I, it's I, hard to look at it and go, cool, they can just do whatever the fuck they want and we're just like... Yeah, I think Ooh. that's the worst part is that we actually don't know what the right answer is. There is no... Uh, we've spoken about this many times, yeah. probably beating a dead horse, but there's no blueprint, so we don't know who's going to come out when in 20 years when history books are written and be like, oh, actually, this country's response was the most successful in terms of, you know, preserving lifestyle and also people's health. Um, yeah, when we come out of lockdown in 20 years, you mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, when we're actually rate, allowed to do two hours of exercise and the curfew gets extended to 10 p.m. Oh in 20 God. years. Amazing. Yeah. I honestly, would, it. it feels like an episode of Doctor Who or something where, like, we're living in a I world where know. there's a curfew. You wouldn't. Um, <laughs> or some dystopian movie or whatever. Like, the idea that the world is going, or at least our society, you know, in Australia, um, I can't speak for everywhere else, but we're going mm. in and out of government-imposed lockdowns. Like, yeah. it is so surreal. We've gotten so used to it. And yet I to know. think, I remember before, you know, the beginning of last year, or not the beginning, but before the beginning of the pandemic, Yeah, the thought of an Italian-style lockdown, I just remember being like, that is not going to happen Yeah, I know. Here. I was like, that, whoa, that's so full-on, but as if that's going to happen here. Neck minute. I know. I know. This is I our fucking i remember now. being in the office in march and everyone was like oh it's getting scary and i was like mm, i'm booking a holiday for june overseas oh my god i know by then. i remember like, you yeah. being like to me hannah i think we need to book because we want to go to america and i was like mm, i think maybe we should wait <laughs> no, just to see I how this pans I had out the, i had the maldives <laughs> open like because the yeah. flights were super cheap and the all-inclusive packages were super cheap because they got cancelled everything. I was like, this is going to be fucking done and dusted by mid <laughs> middle of the year. I'm going. I'm capitalising now. <laughs> Might fire business. Like, yeah. <laughs> While prices are so low. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. That was funny, though. I remember getting a text from you and you'd be like, we need a book, Hannah. And I was like, well, I had my uh, a work trip booked till then, yeah, like I in know. that time. So that's why I was like, I need to know because I need to tell the totally. truth. Like people from work when I'm what my return date is. Lol. Anyway. Mm. Oh, my uh, God. I just, yeah. Anyway. It's really cool and fun to think about. It's also fun to think <laughs> about, really. Comment on on our Instagram if you agree that this is fun to think about. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get right. some engagement. Yeah. With the, the Engage listeners. with us, please. Engage with us. Talk about whether you think this is fun to think about. Maybe I'll yeah. put it on a story this week. And we'll... Yeah, cool. That's a good idea. All right, Thanks. let's start. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> In a win for Britney Spears this week, her father and longtime conservator, Jamie Spears, has agreed to step down from the conservatorship after several pleads from Britney publicly, privately and in the courts. While this is definitely good news for Britney, who has claimed her father has been abusing the conservatorship for over a decade now, it won't be immediate, with Jamie's lawyer saying, Mr Spears is willing to step down when the time is right, but the transition needs to be orderly, and further going on to say, 
Even as Mr Spears is the the unremitting target of unjustified attacks, he does not believe that a public battle with his daughter over his continuing service as her conservator would be in her best interests. Today we're going to discuss this announcement plus a general update on the Britney situation as there's been a few things from the last few weeks that we haven't touched on, uh, including her uh, increased uh, amount of posts on Instagram um, and Lynn Spears, her mother's statement on the whole thing. Uh, Hannah, where would you like to begin? I mean, I guess we can just start with the most recent news with Jamie. Start I mean, at the very the beginning. Yeah. What song yeah. is that? A very good place to start. Sound of music? No. I should not. Sorry. What? Uh, anyway, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm fully back. How does it go? Like, like, it's the Joe Ray Me song. Oh. Don't Maybe rain it, me, don't yeah. me the first oh, I know, few I know. notes, just... Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I do know that song. Maybe You're it was doing an education not... after this. Yeah. Tape your eyes open while watching Sound of Maybe... Music. <laughs> <laughs> Julie right. Andrews is a national treasure. She is. I would agree she with is. that. Um, I have actually seen the Sound of Music and I do know the songs. Just to mm. clarify, I just wasn't... Anyway, um, so... <laughs> He is, Jamie is actually still conservator because I, th- I I was yes. looking at all these headlines being like Jamie Spears steps down from mm. being the conservator of Britney's estate, but he actually is still the conservator. So yeah. I don't know if that's the word, the conservator. I think it is. Yeah. Um, and he is actually still, quote from the ABC, still fighting the court action that would remove him. So Britney was filing to get him removed from the conservatorship and he is still fighting that. But yeah. he's saying... In due course, I will step down. Yeah. So it's like, it's a good, it's good news, but it's mm. kind of just like, okay, but when? And yeah. like, how are you just trusting his word? Like, well, that's, I don't know. That's what I wrote down. I'm so suspicious of that slimy motherfucker, Jamie. So am I. I don't want to get hope, hopes up yet. And, and I mean, who knows how legitimate his claim is, but it feels like he's just sort of trying to appease the masses a little bit get those headlines out there like jamie like you said jamie spears steps down from conservatorship people will sort of back off in terms of the court of public opinion and he can kind of go on his many merry way manipulating the situation to his benefit somehow rather than being rushed out of the conservatorship uh where he might not get an ideal settlement or i don't know how it actually works but you know Mm. it seems like he's biding his time to get the most out of it that he possibly can right i mean that seems because part of me is like wanting to give him you know you want to give someone the benefit of the doubt and you think oh well maybe they're like they want to do it to make sure that all the loose ends are tied up and Mm. it doesn't but knowing him it doesn't seem that that's likely um and there's a particular accountant that Brittany wants to take over. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's sort of, it's good, but it's like, it does, he just in general gives me a yuck feeling. Yeah, so. he, he's a very untrustworthy person, this fight. Mm. He has not proved himself to have Brittany's best interests at heart whatsoever. No, and until so. he's gone, I, I'm going to. Yeah, yeah not you know have Take a, a his too strong yeah exactly mm. have too strong a reaction to it um but yeah britney's instagram yeah i one one more thing that i did want to just say on on jamie before we move on is i feel like it does show the power of public opinion in these issues mm. though the fact that he was pressured enough to even make a statement or or show his intention to remove himself from the conservatorship 
purely based off of essentially what has been a public backlash to the whole thing because it's not from what I can tell I know that she was a uh, allowed to hire her own legal counsel mm. but for the most part things going on in the courts have been pretty um, mellow I guess in com- yeah. comparatively um so I feel like the free Britney movement would f- be feeling very validated right That's now true and I think I think in addition to that as well it it probably took Britney actually us hearing directly from Britney for this to gain steam in the way that it has I would think yeah because yeah, I think definitely. before even though most of the things that the Free Britney movement was speculating about have turned out to be true. Yeah. It was still exactly that. Like it's, it was speculation. speculation. So there was no way to know whether or not the exactly what and wasn't true. And I guess yeah. like what you've said about the the sway of public opinion, but I sometimes look at these things and think if this had happened 20 years ago mm. without social media, without Britney's, you know, plea um or what she said in her court hearing Mm. being able to be as widely disseminated and listened to and kind of picked over and then also have people react so publicly Mm -hmm. to it because people it would have been on the radio and people would have had their opinions or tv yeah but i can't imagine after that there would have been really any substantial way for public opinion to sway Jamie Spears. Yeah, well, yeah. Unless people had physically protested. Yeah, it's a lot harder to, I suppose, get to get to the person who you're protesting against without the mechanics of social media. You know, it it definitely uh, narrows the gap between Mm. protestee and protester. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's the right language, but for sure. But I think also because like the the conservatorship started in oh eight. Was oh eight or oh seven? Oh wait. Oh wait. It's after after yeah. what happened in two thousand seven, but even back then, it kind of makes you think like, what if someone as big as Britney was back in 07, What if someone tried to put a pop star now into a conservatorship? Would it be mm. way, so public that it just it would be work. too difficult to do because people are, are able to engage way more than they could at that point in time? Yeah, I yeah. Know. No, I, th- I think that's interesting. Probably true. Mm. Uh, yeah. But the Instagram, would you like to? Yeah, I mean, I I was sort of just a bit like shook at yeah. how after her statement, she's just one, she's posting more, but two, she's the types of things she's posting about yeah. in, in her captions are becoming much more like explicit in relation to the conservatorship and her yeah. family. Obviously, one of the the particular things that she's she, I don't have the exact quote, but she basically was talking about being betrayed by her family and actually vindicated our points of view that Mm. we sort of were saying potentially Jamie Lynn Spears didn't speak out about the conservatorship for a while because she didn't want to handle it publicly. Yeah. And then Brittany ended up posting something being like people who say they want to look after or care about me or whatever, but they're posting about this publicly. How dare you? You know what I mean? And I saw that and I was like, yeah, well, that's exactly what I would think. Like seeing Justin Timberlake publicly or maybe not him, but, you know, yeah. people who are meant to Pretend be to care. online rather than mm. speaking to her directly. And Jamie Lynn Spears liked that post and even the follow-up one where Britney was criticising Jamie Lynn yeah. um, for singing her songs at the 2017 Radio Disney Music Awards. Yeah, the so, iconic Radio Disney Music the Awards. The iconic <laughs> 2017 Radio Disney Music Awards. Did you watch that performance? Yeah. Hayley Steinfeld was in the mix, wasn't she? Yes. 
and uh, then some other unknowns. Kelsey Ballerini, Sophia Carson, both I, I, of Kelsey Ballerini's like a country singer. I only know yeah, her because she performed with Taylor Swift once, and I believe Sophia Carson is potentially a Disney star. Oh, that would make sense, given yeah. The, but yeah. like uh, this, uh, it was a very it was strange very performance. It was like not they're all good singers, but it wasn't very good. No, like, it wasn't like the homage you expect to to Miss Britney Spears. Yeah, I want. What are your thoughts on? how she was upset about that well i think i like i don't really know what like yeah. where that was going what the intention because that seemed like genuine marketing from a britney spears team perspective when i looked at that right. i was like someone asked for that to be done yeah like to promote the vegas residency or something not yeah. her necessarily i'm sure it wasn't her because she seemed to have an issue but it didn't seem like uh a, a unmotivated celebratory thing it wasn't like uh, maybe it was some sort of anniversary or something, but you know, it wasn't I think like it was twenty years in D- Disney. I, I, yeah, um, but I don't know. But it wasn't like you know, the like the legacy of Michael Jackson or something. Or you know, you know how they have like posthumous sort of dedications to stars and stuff, or like they get a lifetime achievement award, and so then there's a you know big medley of their songs by other artists. It was it was seemed very random. So I, I yeah, feel like potentially and like publicity. Yeah, and also like not by powerful enough artists. No, no. Like Hayley Steinfeld. And she was like lagging a little bit then, I feel like. Or, I don't know. <laughs> no, it was fine. Like it, yeah. it was like I don't mean Britney. vocally. I just mean she wasn't no. a big star or anything. Yeah. Right. But Britney Spears like no, deserves yeah. to have the biggest stars bef- if, they, if they're going to perform a medley of her songs. I agree. Or it should be her on stage performing them. It, exactly. Like how Rihanna, I think Rihanna won some award. I think it was at the VMAs or something. Yeah. Video and- Vanguard something and she did those amazing she did amazing medley do you remember it It was like the dance hall performance yes yeah 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 fucking sick like it was such a good performance yeah but that's kind of what i remember that as like this tribute that brianna did to herself i don't know but um that's kind of what you expect for britney but anyway i think her instagram as well is like yeah she's a little loose she's a little bit of a weirdo so like so what we yeah. all are do you know what I mean we can't Agreed. we can't sit around and say that her posts aren't a little bit whack like we can't and it's fully fine because we're all fucking whack I just don't no. think she has close friends set on her Instagram so everybody's just saying it <laughs> whereas like we would just do it on our close friends list or like right. you know back in the day on like our pr- private Instagrams or back back in the day on our like Snapchat I think even that might be a stretch because I yeah. I don't I think she's being sincere no, I think she's 100% yeah. being sincere, but she's just a little weirdo and it's fucking yeah. fine. Like, don't worry about it. Everybody's weird in their own yeah. way. Yeah, I think you also- You do you, babe. 100%. Yeah. I think also, like, it's me, like, seeing people in the comments because people are, like, p- people wanted to think that her erratic and strange posting was a somebody song. else. Yeah, yeah. But I nah. think it- That's Brit. <laughs> That's Brit. That's Britney, bitch. Yeah. Like, exactly. that's Britney. What do you expect? She's an avant garde queen. Like, she she's not going to, she's not going to tow the party line. She's going <laughs> to be unique. Exactly. <laughs> she's not here to, like, be, ex- um, you know, just another in, in uh, celebrity, run of the mill celebrity on Instagram. She's going to post a grainy uh, text post that she found on Facebook. Yeah. That were posted by other middle aged women. And, and she She's, loves it. She loves it. 
and she's going to clap back and she's going to post shirtless pics. <laughs> and she's going to give us a stream of consciousness about the time she got locked in the bathroom. <laughs> and it's fully fine because we'll read the whole thing. We will. Because her use of punctuation is revolutionary. Exactly. And- she's actually like paving the way for yeah. different ways of using Instagram. I agree. Also, I bet her engagement is like 10 times better <laughs> than her counterparts. Christine Aguilera, I don't know what you're doing Instagram, sweetie, but I'm sure no. it's showing the party. No hate to Christine, actually, but but no, I'm, I'm sure it is like so- socially acceptable. Yeah, whereas <laughs> <laughs> whereas Britney is being like, you know, she's a Madonna, she's a Lady Gaga, like she Once is. Again, she's paving the way. Exactly. It's like, of course she's be- of course she's unique because she's Britney, and it's mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all there is to say about it. Just let the girl. Let her dance. Let a queen fucking live. I yeah. look, I know everybody's been saying as well, like, I hope that she's able to go and like go and live on a fucking farm somewhere with her kids mm. and her boyfriend and drive he gets to drive her to Mac's yeah. if they want, whatever. Yeah. Um but I also have a wish that she just decides she wants to go back to performing. I know. So that we can see. <laughs> I know. Which is a selfish wish because she can do whatever yeah. she wants. She doesn't owe anyone anything, but. I know. No, I I think we all have that little sliver of hope yeah. in our hearts that one day we'll all get to see her again and, and you know, we'll get to see the magic of Britney Spears. I think maybe we've taken too much for her to ever give us yeah. that again, but it is a, it's it's a legitimate want. I hope if she gets out of the conservatorship, she's able to like find the love that she had for that craft, the craft again. Yeah, for sure. That's As uh, that sounds so like I'm not being serious, but I am. Like it's. Yeah. I think what's so sad about the conservatorship and her sheer talent and mm. stu- you know X factor mm. is that she had it all kind of taken away from her in the sense that she had agency over the work she wanted to create and what she wanted to do and who she wanted to be and for the last 13 years she's had no control over that yeah. which would probably make you hate the thing that you once loved yeah definitely it's it's, it's actually yeah. very tragic when you drill down well i mean you don't yeah. even have to drill down anymore it's tragic on the surface to be yeah. honest um but yeah shall we move on um did or you do want you to talk any- about jamie lynn at all or I had notes on Lynn. I'll just say I thought it was because Lynn Spears, the mum. I haven't seen her statement. She did a statement in court. I saw it a few weeks ago. I didn't reread it. But basically Mm. she just reaffirmed a lot of what Britney had claimed and added sort of her voice. I don't know, like, in these conservatorship hearings and stuff, how much of this documentation is official and taken into account. There seems to be a lot of sort of stipulations about things not being uh, I don't know, not having impact on the assessment yeah. of the conservatorship. Right. Like every time like, I read something, I don't know if you feel the same way. It's like, yeah. it'd be like, this is actually not a hearing to do with the conservatorship. It's to do, you know, it's always got some, some random, other thing yeah. that's being filed here. Yeah. And the judge isn't allowed to take this statement into yes, consideration yeah. when determining her ruling on this. Yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. But she did sort of just, I just thought it was nice. Like, I think we said it last time when Iggy Azalea sort of, um, gave her statement on Instagram, not in court or anything, but it's good to just see people come out and like defend Britney and just, and reaffirm what she said. Mm. Um, I guess in in terms of public perception, but probably more just privately to Britney, it probably means quite a lot as well. It would be a bit frustrating though, for her seeing people come out and do this now that it's like popular to be on Britney's side. Yeah. And 10 years ago it wasn't, so no one came out in defense of her, but. 
at least something's changing now. Yeah, it is. It does. It would feel like that because you're like, well, now everyone's on my side. You know, I think it's difficult to know because I was reading quite a bit about Jamie Lynn Mm. and because she's getting a lot of flack. There was this whole thing about a condo in Florida that apparently Jamie Lynn has been- Yeah, I saw something on TikTok about this. Yeah, Jamie Lynn's been referring to this condo in Florida as hers for the, but apparently it's one Britney bought in 2001. Um, Right. It's very random and people are, but then Jamie Lynn had to come out and be like, I've never claimed that I have a condo in Florida. Like it's so convoluted. Yeah. Um, But it does seem like there's been, and then there's been this weird Instagram back and forth between Jamie Lynn and Britney that's not necessarily been confirmed. Like, yeah, it's not like they're saying each other's names or anyway, but it does make you wonder like what her relationship actually is with Jamie, uh, with Jamie Lynn and with Lynn. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she's spoken about how she wants to sue her family and you're kind of seeing Jamie Lynn defend her on Instagram and speak up about it. Yeah. And it feels as though Lynn and Jamie Lynn are on Britney's side, but like who knows whether that's also them now saving face. Yeah. After years of, you know, maltreatment or whatever. Yeah, I know. No, it's... It's very easy, I think, as well, to get sucked into, like, internet rabbit holes of people being like, oh, well, she said this in 2012, so therefore. Yes, like, like you know. literally at me looking at a 2015 tweet of Jamie Lynn talking about a, a condo in Destin, yeah, Florida. Yeah, like, exactly. Are people going through Jamie Lynn's fucking Twitter to find, t- like, tweets Evidence from six that, years yeah, ago? Yeah, But they are, and that's yeah, what's also so disturbing it's like imagine being that famous but like you're caught up in something and so people are like trolling your social media accounts yeah. i just delete everything yeah like i just... delete my accounts yeah fair enough <laughs> anyway. honestly all right shall we yeah so this is a bit of a random story but given we both used to be avid tumblr users mm-hmm. uh in the early 2010s we felt it only right to talk about this or to address it But at the end of July, Tumblr released a new feature called Post Plus, which essentially lets users monetize certain posts by putting um, content behind a paywall. So it's kind of like Patreon or OnlyFans, but on Tumblr. Um, This was not received well by the Tumblr community and has got heaps of people mad, claiming that this could cause Tumblr creators who um, create fan work or artwork that repurposes copyrighted content to run into legal trouble. So on August 6th, they went on a strike in an effort to deprive Tumblr of ad revenue. Um, since then, there's been lawyers have weighed in and basically said that there's no real, a very, very unlikely risk of, of um, these creators actually running into legal trouble. But Sarah, what are your thoughts on Tumblr post, the reaction of Tumblr users to Tumblr? post plus it's so <laughs> tumblr it is <laughs> it's so tumblr like just to let something just a complete fake story yeah complete fake repercussions spread like wildfire i love it to the I point where they're it. boycotting the app or on the strike as it's if amazing. like a bunch of people who write fan fiction on strike is going to make a difference to anything it's so amazing it's it's kept its core principle yes. and the core principle of Tumblr is angst. And, yes. And it must remain <laughs> for that app to, to for that website to flourish. And I'm glad to see it is still healthy healthily angst angsty on there. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um my initial thought here before I read about yeah. any lawyers' reactions to this, but 
was if you're worried about running into legal trouble, just don't opt in for Post Plus because it's optional. It's not forcing everyone to monetize their content. So if you're like unsure about whether or not your, you know, fanfic from Twilight or whatever is going to make you get sued by Warner Brothers, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Twilight. Then Stephanie Meyer. Stephanie Meyer, I don't know, whoever, (laughs) whatever. Pixar wouldn't be Pixar. Um, it is. <laughs> they edited Edward's running. <laughs> oh God! And Jacob like, as the wolf. Right. Sorry. If you're yeah. worried about them suing you, the simple solution is just don't get Post Plus because yeah. like you haven't been making money from it at all, just using Tumblr. So I don't see what the issue is. Like, just don't put it behind a paywall, and you'll. I know. It'll be fine. I know, but that's not how things work on Tumblr, Hannah. <laughs> but I just love it because it's such an extreme reaction to something that's like, you know, and Chris, oh, hang on, Cristalia, I think it's her, Cristalia Garcia. Oh, Delia. Wait, Cristalia. Not Cristalia. No, no, no. Oh. Her name is Christ- Cristalia Garcia. Oh, oh, they bring up Cristalia for no reason. I was no, like, what's Cristalia um, got to do with it? So this is just from Slate, but Cristalia or Cristalia, whatever, feels more. St- strongly that Tumblr users will be safe under Post Plus. This backlash may have merit on content wants to be free grounds but has no basis in copyright law. The claim that a work is only transformative if it does not affect the potential market for the original work is an oversimplification and also wrong. <laughs> Which I just love because it's like she's just going, what the fuck are they on about? Yeah, the whole of Tumblr is sounds fake but okay. Like... <laughs> They just support. made up this fake reason, and it's I know. like what I don't get is like if you were going, I don't want Tumblr to even have, I don't want anything on Tumblr to have a paywall. It yeah. should be free. That I would get because yeah. that's like purely ideological. You're like this platform has and should always be about free angsty little freaks, angsty little yeah. freaks <laughs> yeah. that want to read free yeah. One Direction fan fiction. So yeah. or see weird art, mm. you know. Um, fan fiction art is what I'm referring to but like you know if that was the reason I would get it but the fact that they're trying to make it about like the law I'm like it feels really like you're uh, missing something here but it's great I um no I think like I do like just to give the because we I was one of them and like I still probably consider myself really born out of born from Tumblr maybe in many ways or like yeah, I guess born from Tumblr in that you kind of have to push back on the ideal ideology that you were raised in on the platform as well sometimes. But um, I think like the, the attempt from Tumblr itself to like, have creators um, be given an option to get paid is on the surface like a nice gesture. Mm-hmm. But I think it does fundamentally misunderstand the way that the platform yes. is used because it's at least when I was on it, it wasn't so much about creating unique personalized content like how podcasts or series are it's more about sort of engaging with a certain community and expressing your interests via either creating things that you share with the community and but also and maybe more importantly reposting things that you see yes on your on your travels so like photos or fan art or gifts or fan fiction oh my god this is genuinely making me miss tumblr I was like, so good. <laughs> but I remember, no, you're 100% right. Like, I remember I'd, I got turned to Tumblr a little late. Like, I wasn't super, not like, I, I, I assume it was probably like 2011, 2012. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but I didn't have That's it for not the... too late. That's yeah, but I feel like a few people had it by the time I got yeah, there. Yeah, I was probably a 2010 adopter. Right. Yeah. Now, right. Say, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I got. I, but I remember like wanting to curate my feed so that it looked like you're especially as a teenager you're so consciously trying to be cool yeah so oh my god you curate your feed in a way that it would be like my tumblr was probably like i don't even know what i would have reposted but you're so conscious of like Fuck what yeah. you repost to curate this like and i wanted like the single because you could choose yeah. like how your, your feed looked yeah, yeah. the layout and shit. it was a bit like myspace but like more more arty more arty yeah. and you'd want to look like an indie girl so you'd yep. like repost aesthetic posts that you yep. liked maybe yep. a bit of like if you're something you're a fan of yeah um yeah obviously i kept any fan my one direction fanhood a secret on my tumblr because i yeah you didn't i was curating cool. a particular image yeah um but you're 100 percent right it's not it's a lot more about curation from a lot of users or at least it was back then than it yeah. is about creation you're like trying to make an aesthetic but i think Definitely. interestingly with the post plus thing is that there's been a general appearance of tumblr in decline over the past you know five Definitely. to six years and it, it was sold in 2013 um to yahoo for oh, 1.1 billion dollars yeah um which i believe was probably the beginning of the end definitely um, i think it was i remember being on tumblr at that time and the hysteria right. about right. it was i i don't think i was using it anymore i think in 2013 so it was bought for 1.1 billion yeah yeah and then yahoo was bought by verizon mm. and verizon then also installed this was a massive thing as well the oh, not yes, safe for work ban yeah, and yeah. this is 2018 yeah which again massive mistake because yeah. people Half that were going Tumblr was nudes was nudes was people yeah. going to tumblr for porn especially the whole idea of like going to tumblr for like you know different porn or yeah. whatever or like yeah. i think people that i've seen a lot of people talking about like it was a safe space for like lgbtq right, porn or right, whatever. Right, right, not that right, that right. doesn't exist in other areas but i think people who are wanting to find like porn that's more for women porn. than for men yeah, or right, whatever right, or like right. if it's queer porn or just like porn that's not yeah. fucked and misogynistic or whatever yeah yeah i think that was the was somehow became the house for it yeah but. i think it actually did though from what i mean from what i've read yeah so the not safe for work ban um obviously made people really angry but i think it's probably meant that a lot of people have moved away from the platform if they were just going to Tumblr for porn. porn. Yeah. Um, I also didn't know people used Tumblr for porn until the Not Safe for Work. Neither did I. Even yeah. I remember like you would sometimes scroll through your feed. Like I really- You'd randomly see something. And you'd like, see oh. something really explicit and you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. true. Like, but it depended on like who you followed and stuff mm. like that. Like I think then, I think a lot of issue that they took at that time as well, the people on Tumblr, because I was off Tumblr by then, 2018. Was we had to use it in uni for some reason to like oh. post like it was some stupid task that we had to right. do in uni to post like a just a blog essentially yeah um and so i had to keep it like into my first year of uni but then that was sort of after after that i stopped really using it so mm. by 2018 would have been well and truly done with it but um i yeah i i feel like there was just a lot a, a lot of backlash towards the nudity thing or the not safe for work thing because not just in t terms of porn was there a lot of like explicit images but just like photography was i remember following a lot of because i thought i was so fucking cool so many like photography and fashion accounts right um and they would sometimes just have nude photos but it wasn't porn yeah. it was just yeah 
fashion photography or just photography in general and there was outrage outrage amongst that community because it no. was obviously art and you can't censor art and so <laughs> which i agree with to be honest but i was, oh, like, totally. was out of control no it? i was i was reading about that though and how when tumblr tried to like very quickly try to instate this ban it meant that it had really hectic filtering so mm. anything that looked like porn but wasn't porn like what you're talking about like you know sort of nude photos tasteful or whatever. Yeah. nudes tasteful nudes. <laughs> tasteful nudes or anything that kind yeah. of like might have had a nipple in it or something like yeah, a bum. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything that just wasn't fully pornographic but like sexy yeah. um was taken down so yeah. I think it was it really frustrated people in that sense because it was it didn't just affect people who were going to tumble for porn um yeah and so since then I think that's been the main the main thing but i suspect this uh, this new big tumblr change might tip some people <laughs> over the well, edge I like i think surely it's like i think yeah. every platform has its day it's like myspace is gone like you know facebook's kind of on its way out but in a different way you know because it's so hegemonic yeah. um it's i think every platform has its has its heyday uh and and tumblr's definitely had it the people left on there i'm sure are just slowly you know, dwindling. So I wonder how long mm. it really will be around for. I think it's just going to turn into a platform because the thing about Facebook and I mean, not MySpace anymore because MySpace is actually just gone, mm. at least how it was in in our yeah. day. Yeah. Um, but a, a platform like Tumblr will probably just become more of what it is now, which is just for fans. people, fandoms, like people who are yeah. big fans of particular things, like yeah, really definitely. anything, like Taylor Swift is still on there. Yeah, but she would she be does. on there because her fans will go there as yeah. a place to like have a kind of direct connection to her definitely. or whatever. Um, but I think like it's interesting because Facebook also old people use it yeah and still use it like people yeah, actively yeah, yeah. use so i think and messenger and stuff like there's, there's a lot of elements to facebook that keeps it kicking i think it does make you wonder like looking at instagram and how like you know they're constantly trying to keep it fresh like by mm. creating reels and like adding that shopping tab yeah and, you know new features integrating stories really helped save instagram platforming. totally Totally. And integrating, they constantly borrow from other apps or like integrating yeah. Instagram messaging with Facebook messaging because yeah. people rely so much on Facebook messaging that if Instagram's integrated, then they'll keep it's using Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, I guess my point is like, like you're talking about how everything has a shelf life. Instagram is holding on for dear life. Like Definitely. they don't want to let go of that stronghold that, yeah, <laughs> that they yeah. have. So it will be I, interesting to see. I think like I've seen yeah. on that note, like uh, before we move on, I think I've seen a lot of people sort of compare um, TikTok to Tumblr and talk about how TikTok is this generation's Tumblr, except mm -hmm. I, I do think that like the nature of TikTok derails that a little bit. It doesn't let people sort of get as uh, niche or or curate their aesthetic as much. I agree. It's a lot harder to engage with the communities you're in on TikTok because it has the For You page kind of derails it. It doesn't show yeah. others what you've liked or reposted it just yeah. shows people what you've created so you Tumblr can't curation TikTok is creation exactly right yeah, yeah. exactly right <laughs> it's totally on the money yeah. like you can't curate your aesthetic to show people the things you're into unless you specifically make these things which mm. is a higher barrier to entry therefore less people sort of engaging in that way I suppose it is interesting though because TikTok I think in the sense of being this generation's Tumblr is in in some ways it has merit 
obviously it's it's very different in how the app actually functions mm. but i think in terms of perhaps what it represents for young people is yeah. that like you can depending on which tiktok community you want to be in mm. you you do even though you're creating stuff you do are actually actively curating the type of person that you want to be but you do totally. that on instagram too um well, i guess I, with oh sorry you go no i was just gonna say i think uh the one thing tiktok and tumblr do have in common is that they both do breed the same kind of hysterical misinformation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I think also like, you know, cottagecore as an example, mm. like last year people got really into cottagecore or, you know, obviously every platform has communities, but I would say potentially, I think Tumblr has the most strongly, but definitely. TikTok definitely has them in the sense that you'll have follow a creator who like shows you how to make fucking, I don't know, how to sew a dress i don't yeah, know I don't yeah know yeah, if they whatever, do that, yeah yeah whatever whatever upcycling just random pretty shots of parisian yeah. streets which are actually like super easy to make if you're willing to just like yeah put a filter on your videos yeah. and like add the music to it so i can see the comparison in that sense that a person will actively use a tiktok profile to curate sure how they want to be are. seen yeah. but i think that that's the, the truth for any social oh, media for platforms sure. just in different ways definitely definitely mm. All right, shall we? Bring back Tumblr. Oh my God, it's MySpace. I went on my Tumblr the other day and I was like, you know what? You actually were kind of cool. You kind of did have it at (laughs) one point, but then you'll scroll and you'll see something really embarrassing. You're like, fuck. I think I deleted mine. My old, like amazing relic from like 2012 onwards, uh, I lost a password to. Um, Can you still go on the- I don't think so. I think it's gone. I think I must've- it must have been deleted or I, de- I, de- I asked for it to I be deleted. Mine. So I only have the one I had to remake for uni. Anyway. Right. Okay. Quick word from our sponsor. Um, this episode of The Second Estate is proudly brought to you by Ruby Phillips and Georgie Edgerton, um, the two most consistent supporters of this podcast, I would say. Um, thought you guys deserved a shout out. <laughs> I agree that if they there's any other names out. you want to I'm throw just anxious that we're going to miss someone. <laughs> no, but I just, I'm talking about. Um, they do consistently They consistently post. post about the podcast. They like yep. most weeks, one of them will post talking about how they've been listening to it. You know, there are, there are others On who DM run. us, yep. which we really fucking appreciate. But the ones who actually publicly give us shout outs, it's, it's probably those two the most. Their followers are probably sick of, of hearing about us. Oh, they would us. probably block you, them. Yeah. Like, and so. us. Yeah, um, exactly right. <laughs> no, so, that is true. Shout out to Ruby and Georgie. You really are yeah. our most committed fans. Yeah. We, I would agree. We, we appreciate everybody who listens. We know you listen. We love when you send us messages about it. But unless you're publicly, posting it on your stories once a, at least once a fortnight, you don't compare. You Sorry. don't get this kind of shout out. It just is what it is. It's it's a special reward. You might get one if you start doing it, though. Exactly right. It's incentive. Incentives. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. So after a four-year hiatus, Lord is back with two new singles and an upcoming album, Solar Power, set to be released in four days on August 20th. So she was recently interviewed in the New York Times and had some interesting things to say about producing music with Jack Antonoff, being a pop star, and her relationship to social media. Um, Sarah, what was the standout moment from this interview for you? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know about a standout Oh, I wrote down one quote, which I found quite good. It was just, mm. my kids, my community, they're expecting spiritual transcendence from me, from these works. I need Lord to come back and tell me how to feel, tell me how to process this period in my life. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I can help you with that. But what I do know is that if we all look up here, it's going to help you a lot. I assume referring to the sun. 
I um, think so. I just like, I just think she, that, that I, I, this is how this general sentiment of how I felt with the whole article, but her sort of, she's so cool because her total rejection of the meaningfulness or lack thereof of fa- fame feels yeah. very organic, unlike, yeah. you know, Justin Bieber or Billie Eilish who sort of lament fame but make no attempt to actually separate themselves from it. 100%. She really is just like, she walks the walk. So she's she, very cool. I agree. Such a good point. I think like what makes her so unique is that she continues to be in a league of her own mm. in the most like intense way that you can because she mm. does it, she's doing it in a way like she's become big enough. She had that first album, Pure Heroin, Pure which was huge. Mm. And even though all these articles are like, Melodrama paled in comma- comparison What the fuck commercially. are they talking about? I know. It wasn't as commercially successful in terms of, like, number one hits, but, like, it was but huge. culturally as well yes. and, like, critically was a huge. fucking masterpiece. Yes. Big, big album. Like, mm. it's... A, a, a ridiculous a, statement. I, I know. It really annoyed yeah. me. There was a quote from one article that was, like, commercial disappointment. I was like, oh, my God. Fuck off. Like, whose value no, judgment that's... is that? Yours? Anyway, that irritated me because I was like why it, it completely flies in the face of what she's talking about in terms of like totally. really what 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 is value in music is it just about the number of how yeah. high it gets on the charts or charts or the number of sales and for an was, artist like lord which should just be inconsequential it doesn't matter 100%, like Royals she, was a fluke it doesn't she's not exactly. bred for that do you know what i mean no. that's not her bread and butter she's huge but everyone like her most loyal fans, i.e. probably us, but like people who love Lord yeah. will continue listening regardless of whether or not that she has chart toppers. Um, oh, but Kanye West doesn't have chart toppers. He hasn't right. since, what, fucking 2007? Right, but he's still like, fucking he's Kanye still West. the most influential but person I, in music. Yeah, so. but I guess in terms of her being in a league of her own, it's like she is clearly, and you can tell this just from her walking the walk, like you said, she's clearly just obsessed with making music for the sake of making music. And that totally. is literally her motivation. And I think it's so different to other young artists who obviously are obsessed with making music, but are very much caught up in the other bullshit, or at least wanting to appear a certain way, craft a certain, I mean, she's definitely crafting a certain identity by opting out of social media of and everything, but it feels like she is truly committed to not giving a fuck about how she's perceived definitely being famous well i think it also helps her music because when you're like that sort of is unflappable the right word you're Mm -hmm. just like very much yourself you're too cool to be susceptible to public opinion or trends like you know both in fashion in 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 life and culture and in music and i think that's why people really can connect and her music really resonates and you know, I, like I wouldn't call myself like some huge Lord fan, um, especially comparatively. Did I know there are people who are fucking huge Lord fans out there, and I'm not that. But like, I do really enjoy her music, and particularly, I found her album Melodrama was just like so fucking good, so good, so good. Because like, yeah, I just like that. I know that I'm like I, I'm tangenting, but like on multiple levels, it's just so fucking smart. Because like stylistically, lyrically, production wise, like she nailed melodrama like melodrama as the actual like <laughs> yeah 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 um, s- s- uh, what's the word i'm looking for sort of core of the album yeah like it's a, it, it was just perfect the way the production was like you know um that sort of 80s style piano the yeah. key changes in the chorus 
the dips in and out of like songs like Rider in the Dark mm-hmm. and like it's just uh, their the ups and downs of emotion that it was melodrama from every facet of production and I just fucking yeah. that's really smart music making yeah. it's so cool yeah it's amazing I totally agree and I think it's just to I realized maybe I need to give some context for what she said in this yeah, interview right, but sorry I no 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 I just didn't do it in the intro but she um has basically said that she's off social media like somebody controls her passwords um she doesn't have an internet browser on her phone her friend a coder or something blocked YouTube from her laptop yeah um and basically as we've now seen every four years or sorry every time she releases an album she does the thing she does the tour and then she goes back to Auckland and for mm. four years she just doesn't exist in the public realm yeah um say for like a tiny paparazzi shot you might get here or there but for the most part nothing um and she sort of said like when people let say to her what are you do what have you been doing she's like you don't understand like this is my life and all that other stuff is the stuff i do that's what she's obliged to do yeah yeah to get the to get the album out you know yeah um and so that's sort of i guess what we're talking about in terms of her really put just doing something different and I I think also what's interesting is the new album which we haven't heard yet but we have heard the first two songs and we know Mm. stylistically what it's going to be it's influenced by like early 2000s pop um in terms of the like acoustic guitars finally someone credits s club 7 as a musical reference 100 percent. and what I love about her doing this is it's so random and she (laughs) said she said um I can't remember what word she used, but she basically loves to be, she wants to be accessible, but loves to just wig people out, basically. Yeah. It's to like make them go, what the fuck? Which like, yeah. I remember listening to this song, Solar Power, for the first time. I was like, not what I was expecting, but yeah, I vibe. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. I think that's a really cool quality. And I like that she, You're you like, know. Where's the 808s? Like, oh, where's the Yeah, you know, right. And somebody, on? you know, you listen to, in all these articles, and like she even said it, in one, like there's all these artists, Olivia Rodrigo, Billie Eilish, um, are the two I can think of right now, but who yeah. have been heavily influenced by her and their music reeks of a lord from the yeah. past, you know, <laughs> eight years. Yeah. Not in a bad way, it's just yeah. she's really carved out that genre of, sure. of um, angsty. Girl with long dark teenage. hair. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> angsty. Um, you know, teenage girl who writes her own lyrics but also yep. has, like, a kind of cool pop edge. Mm. Anyway. Definitely. But now she literally, like, I read in an article, it wasn't this New York Times one, it was another one, but they were like, pop, uh, Lord doesn't really listen to modern pop, so she doesn't really know no. what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just find so funny. I'm like, of course she doesn't. Like, but she's I, like, like she it's knows. great and it's flattering. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. But she's- just hearing her say that, I'm like, I love that she's just been like, cool for them. Yeah. No, but cool. I mean you almost know. she knows that she's a little elusive and she kind of likes it. She likes the mystery. She likes the drama. Like, right. she's but a that's little what makes melodramatic. Her, that's what makes us like her and makes us totally. want to hear from her is because she disappears and we're like, where the fuck is she? And you're yeah. like, I want to hear some new Lord stuff, but she's so unavailable. She toes that line between being, like, unavailable, you know, because I think some artists might go the, go away and become – I hate this word, but like irrelevant or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't happen for her. She it's so no. active in her choice to disappear. She's unavailable, and so she becomes enigmatic rather than like people forget totally. about her. Totally. I think anyway. also like um, it's it's similar to Adele in that 
when you are a creator who is sort of in your own lane and forging your own niche um, and so beloved because you are so strictly guided purely by like the sort of music um, and your own production and your commitment to your craft rather than to the rest of it, you can go away. Yeah. You can disappear. When was the last time we heard from Adele? Five years ago? No, she hosted well, SNL randomly. Oh, right, right, she hosted right. hosted SNL randomly, like, and everyone was like, does this mean there's an album coming? She's like, no, I just thought it would be fun. You know, like, it's like, okay. Um, <laughs> she does what she wants, sorry. She does what she wants, um, but it's this thing of, like, she could go away I, for 10 years and not post yeah. a thing and everyone could forget and she could she could release an album and it would she would outdo her own records. Yeah. Do you know what Whereas I mean? Whereas Rita Ora would go away and people would forget about it exactly because when you're <laughs> sorry reader no sorry but not sorry also because she exists in a different lane she exists right. behind madonna and britney and everybody else who forged that path before her and she's got to like stay in the race whereas those guys right. are running their own race they it's interesting how there's just certain artists that and like even lord is saying don't look at me like i'm this figure mm. of, of of you know arbiter of truth or some kind of like what's the word messiah or whatever yeah, but yeah. we end up looking at these people like they are because they are just so talented and they have carved out these identities for themselves yeah um rihanna's a similar one mm. i would argue probably taylor swift because she yeah. even though she has been so active and present in our lives she could go away and come back and people would yeah. be like would lap at the fuck and up in many so, ways i think she should um right <laughs> uh, not she did just, with- i'm not saying it's like as a slight against her i just think it would be very powerful yeah um i mean she kind of did it with reputation before she released reputation she went away for like three years i wish she hadn't released that album though but really yeah. Yeah. she needed that anyway um, um yeah no so- i just I just want to say one more thing about about Lord is mm. I don't know if you feel this way as well. And like I said, I'm not a huge, super massive Lord fan, but I do feel like oddly anchored to her sort of experience of life. And I think maybe it's because mm-hmm. we are the same age as her and she's from New Zealand. 100%. And her albums and like her ideas have always reflected like the stage of life that we're also in. 100%. Because so, like in melodrama, that period was exactly how we were kind of all feeling. We were like you know, at the, coming to the end of our teens on the precipice of like experiencing life fully. And now we're what, five years older, we've mellowed out a bit. You know, we find value in in smaller experiences, like hanging out with friends or nice weather, literally. And so like, she's kind of now written an album that seems like it's going to be pointing to those things, nice weather and hanging out with friends. And it, and it feels, I think it probably, yeah, strengthens that connection. And therefore for a lot of people around our age, um, that's why there's this weird messiah complex with her because hundred percent so truthfully to a, a very specific experience. She reflects your experience and she reflects it in a way that she's not going to high school in America. Like yeah, she's not, yeah, yeah. Hasn't had an American experience. She's had a New Zealand close enough to being Australian. And close experience. enough. So if you're yeah. from here, close enough. If you're from yeah. here in New Zealand, like the sound of her music sounds like what you're experiencing. Totally. Um, pure heroin i remember being you know in year 11 and 12 and just that album on repeat exactly because it just sounded it sounded like nothing i'd heard before in terms of it resonating with mm. what 
parties felt like and what being a teenager yeah. felt like and what yeah. being around your friends felt like and then obviously melodrama came out and it was the same thing yeah but a different era of life but it was suddenly like oh she's fucking speaking to me yeah so, <laughs> no fully i, I think that's 100 percent right do we have time to talk about the jack antonoff oh yeah comments? yeah let's talk um, quickly her just putting so, it into place i love it um yeah. no so she made this comment because there's been a lot of people who have said have you know compared her and sort of put her lana del rey taylor swift um claro now as well into mm. one sort of category of the jack antonoff girls because they yeah. all have these working relationships with jack antonoff as their producer but she said in this interview i haven't made a jack antonoff record i've made a lord record and he's helped me make it and very much deferred to me on production and arrangement jack would agree with this um to give him that amount of credit is frankly insulting uh, she called the narrative, which has also included speculation about the pair's romantic and sexual life, retro and sexist. Um, she also said some other things. Which My favourite line is the setting the table one or whatever. Is, is that what she said? Oh, the- yeah. She was like, he makes two swans out of napkins and is like, let's put these here. And she's like, okay, that's fine, but one in every room. Yeah. Rather than like trying to set the fucking whole table with... With swans. swans and she was like there's yeah. stuff he does i like there's stuff he does that i really don't like and i what did she say i knock it out of the work he does and yeah yeah <laughs> oh god no, but, but i you, like yeah. that she was just a staunch kind of bitch about it because yeah 100% and he probably works with artists and the reason that the, this crop of women that he works with is so kind of iconic in their music is he works with artists that have specific visions for their own work and 100%. won't be bullied by their producers that's that's why people are like oh it's a Jack Antonoff record, but it's it's not because these records could well have been made without him. I'm just sure that they enjoy working with him creatively because I imagine yeah. he's much more on board. And also, you listen to the music. You listen to Chemtrails of the Country Club. Oh, he yeah. hasn't produced more than that with Lana Del Rey, but that the most recent melodrama and yeah. folklore, right? Yeah. Anything that he's done with Taylor Swift or Lana Del Rey or Lord, yeah. his three main prizes, yeah. um, has it sounds different. It's not the it same. Is, it's yeah. got distinctly got each of those artists, you know, footprints on them. Mm. But I did, it has made me wonder that general conversation around like, do any of them feel concerned that he, not concerned that he's working with other people, but the fact that he has such close working relationships mm. with all three of these artists and other artists, you'd kind of like, I don't know whether you'd be like, what if my music starts to sound the same as theirs? And yeah. I think it it has to be, they have to be the type of artist you've described in order to not yeah. have that. I think concern. that's why. Yeah. They're, they're juggernauts yeah. in and of themselves. I don't need he Jack produced Antonoff. produced a pink record once. A pink I knew song, that. I was like, this is Jack Antonoff. It sounds yeah. like a Jack Antonoff song. So you can tell maybe Pink has doesn't have quite as strong a <laughs> Yeah. We love Pink. <laughs> Ideas. Though, just like a pill. Oh, we love Pink. 100%. Don't let me get but... me. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Shall we? Yeah. Are we done? Yeah. Are we got to do the baby names. Yeah, I meant with that segment. Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Um... <laughs> do you want to? <laughs> sorry. We're doing, we did this last year. Um, there's an article yeah, of like the year. best Bogan baby names um for the year and we're just going to go through and read them and just sort of give a little quick first reaction um so first this was a huge hit last year so yeah, we hope people you enjoy it. this a year in the life of bogan baby names yeah okay. all right so girls <laughs> are first all right do you on, think it's... it's okay the first I just one saw is one. shardy but do you think it's meant to be like shardy or because Sh- someone said spelled c-h-a-r-d-a-e because it's saying here something to do with Chardonnay, something here like Oh my a God, there's Shardy. an ad playing in my ears. Hang oh. on. I've literally just had to mute my computer because. Okay. Um, 
Just pause the ad, maybe. Sorry, I couldn't find where the ad was and it was like blasting in my ears and I had to mute anyway. Um, that's fine. <laughs> okay, Shardy is just, okay. Whatever. Genesis. Um, it's oh, sorry, Chardonnay sneakily disguised in a fresh, you know, okay, that's Genesis. Was, yeah. Genesis spelt with a J. That's for, for girl. Okay. Your turn. Mattel, as in Barbie. This seems like it would be a na- name already. I really hope not. Mattel's <laughs> never going to be the Prime Minister, is she? Neither's Genesis or Sade. That's very true. There's okay. some worse ones coming. Sadiva and Indica. One couple loved weed so much they named their first daughter Sativa in, after the strain of cannabis. Again, I'm going to call that Indica child abuse. is another strain of marijuana. Because that's, like, not really funny, is it? It's really lame. I don't really – like, were they doing it as, like, actually sincere? You know what I mean? Like thinking. Well, you should were... name your children sincerely. I feel like in life there should be one thing you do sincerely and that's probably name your child. <laughs> okay. This is depressing me. Next one is Charlotte. Spelt S-H-A-R-L-E-T. So, yes, alarmingly <laughs> close to shart. Um, <laughs> I was going to say harlot. Oh, yeah, also harlot. <laughs> shart and harlot in one, one Fuck. fucking note. That's Imagine a you're a teacher and you finder. see that on a fucking roll, ro- like you're doing the roll call. You see that name. You'd say shart accidentally yeah, instead you of Charlotte. 100%. All right. Summer breeze, one word. Summer breeze. Summer breeze. breeze summer but breeze. like not even hyphenated, just bang. Rolling. You, I rolling think into you'd think bee. it was a typo. Yeah. At least call the kids Summer because Summer yeah. is a name. Yes, it is a name. Summer and then make the middle name Breeze if you really want to fucking put it in there and be like, her name's Summer Breeze. But then people can nickname it some. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Trinity spelled T R Y. And the next one after this is so fucked. Trinity spelled T R Y N Y T Y. So like Trinity out of the Matrix. Or like, what fucking, I don't care. Uh, the next one is Vagina. <laughs> A baby main website tells me it was number 16,815 in popularity in 2020. Surely Vag- that would be vetoed by the government. You could not name a baby Well, maybe vagina. it's Regina. It doesn't matter. You can't do that. That's so fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even think that's a Vogan baby name. It's just weird. No, I think that's like a medical form was being filled out at the same time the birth certificate was and the doctor <laughs> and was fucked an up. Like, do you know what it I mean? It could be like a foreign name, Vagina. I don't care if it's foreign. It's too fucked. That's to vagina. Abide. Like yeah, you see that on yeah. a fucking roll call. Vagina. That's not fair. That kid will never not be bullied, even in adulthood. Yeah, exactly. Right. Next is Velveeta. We'll just move past that. Um, is that after something? Something like cheese or something? It's a, if you're not familiar with Velveeta, it's a processed fluoro substance popular in the US that some people call cheese, but I consider Oh, they've named it after a cheese. Yep. Okay. Oh my god. When <laughs> Wednesday spelt W E D normal N N E Z so Wednesday D A I Wednesday. Um the next is Jacqueline. Jacqueline with a Z. <laughs> Speaks for itself. It's really good. Okay. We're up to the boys. Okay. Crash. <laughs> Bandicoot, last name. 
I didn't. Oh wow. Okay. Next Sorry, is fish. Bit of why? Okay. Hella. Hella. Yep. A mix between Helen Keller. That's what I've been heard. Helen Keller. Hella. Oh. Like wow. Heller. Heller. Okay. Um, the oh next God. is Jackson. Jackson. Uh, yeah. With an I instead of the O. There was a Jackson, they've said them here, there was a Jackson last year, which was J-A-X-S-O-N, Jackson. Yeah, they love to fuck around with Jackson. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they, Jackson I gets a bad run of it. The spelling of, you know, I saw there is, I've seen a Georgia spelt recently, J-O-R-J-A. Yeah. Georgia. Like Georgia Smith, yeah. Who's Georgia Smith? Oh, that is a, a famous singer. person. Isn't yeah, it? I've seen that. There's Georgia's, they fuck with Georgia and they fuck with Taylor. There's a few names yeah. that they'll really go to town with. Uh, okay, Cuba. Right. Oh, wait, is it my turn or your turn? Yeah, your know. turn. Cuba. Hum- wait, do you th- – like Cuba? Cuba, maybe, yeah, with a K. Oh, yeah, sorry, I should have said that. It's with a K. Uh, next is Legend. Little fucking legend. Yeah, <laughs> this little legend. <laughs> Yeah, sick. Happy Someone's birthday, dad thought legend. that was a good idea. Legend, you're a fucking legend. You can never call them a legend without like the the guys serving frothies down at the the brewery mm. can never be like thanks, Ledge, because then yeah. it just sounds like they've shortened his name. Talking to legend himself. Yep. London, which is spelt L-U-N-D-Y-N-N, London, which is like if you're gonna name a kid after a city, just. What? You Spell can't change the spelling. Yeah, exactly. It's a place. Because then it's like, what is it? London. London. I don't know. It just seems like a girl's name as well. Anyway. Lynx. <laughs> L-Y-N-X-X. Like Lynx deodorant. Is Lynx a name without the X double X? No. Or is it just a deodorant? Of, like small panda or something? Yeah, like a or a cat. Or is that a sphinx? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm Googling it. Um, Lynx is a it's a cat, yeah, a wild cat. All right, uh, pinches. <laughs> I get my pinches out in Georgia. Oh yeah, shit. But let's be honest, pinches Taylor will never become a world leader or a billionaire tech magnate. I just burped. Sorry. Yeah, pinches. I don't know what pinches. Pinches. Is. Why? I don't know. It's not even like I don't even see the why. Pin- yeah, what's the pinches? Appeal? Maybe <laughs> Mexican. No, um, I wasn't saying that. I just thought uh, maybe the pronunciation was pinches. Maybe. I didn't want to make assumptions. All right. All right. The next one is the final one, and it is Rolexus. <laughs> Which smash up of a Rolex real. and Lexus. Yeah. They just love low Rolexes and Lexus. Lexus isn't like a nice car, though, is it? It's like a mid, mid-tier or like yeah, the like, next step up from a Toyota is a Lexus right. and then you go to like a BMW. Do you so know what I mean? Why, it's not that nice. It's like not normal to mix no, Rolex. It's not a Lamborghini. Yeah, like Rolex yeah. is like a nice watch. It's like bougie, yeah. right? Why mix that with a Lexus? Yeah, it's a Kanye West lyric. She couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexa. Does that make sense? Mm. Anyway, well, that was really cool. Some really I just good have an ad here year. saying mum gives birth to toddler-sized baby, which sounds awful. Yeah, that so, does sound awful. That's from Pfizer. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> so um, before we leave, some calls to action. Um, please follow us on Instagram at the Second Estate Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at the Second Estate Podcast. Please like our page on Facebook if that's still a thing, the Second Estate Podcast. Please like our posts. Please tell your friends about us. Um, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us. Um, please, if you want to be shouted out like um, – Ruby and Georgia, 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 Georgia. Ruby and Georgie were shouted out today. Then you need to share us on your stories every week. If you do that for a month, we'll talk about you. Yeah, maybe, maybe Um, a month straight. Um, that was good, Hannah. I think that was a great call to action, and we fucking mean it. Like, can you please do it? We ask so often. (laughs) There are some people who do. I'm sick to death of it. Anyway, right. Okay, thanks everyone. Bye. Bye.